Well, I'd like to welcome you all here this morning. We'll begin the service today. We'll sing number 20, where we'll never grow old. Number 20.
I hope we've all come out here this morning and, and understand that that's a promise that we can all attain to that. To that land that will never grow old. He says, I have heard of a land on a faraway strand. Tis a beautiful home of the soul. Can we imagine that? Any one of us here this morning, just imagine what that land is, that home of the soul, that home of God. And He has promised to us that we can be there, that we can have eternal life through Jesus Christ, His Son, by believing on Him, by putting our full faith and trust in Him. Just to think about the glorious place that He's promised for us to be able to live eternity, throughout eternity. A city built of gold, the streets of pure gold. The magnificence of it, and then the thing about it, the beauty of it all, never being tempted again. Never any pain, no sorrow, no sadness. All will be gladness and joy. Because Jesus Christ came here to the earth. And He died because His Father had such a love for you and me today. For all of a mankind. That it was His will that He gave us an opportunity to be saved. To be saved from eternal death. To eternal life. It should humble us greatly to be thinking about what took place there for us. And the magnificence of that land that He has promised to those that believe on Him. To those that trust Him. To be there forever and ever. And I think about the time that we're living in the time of the year, Easter rapidly coming upon us, the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we can go back and we can read of how that the times right before these things happened, of how He was teaching and preaching here upon the earth, teaching mankind how that they could live, how that they should live their life. And how that if they came to Him, He would give them that everlasting water. That they would never thirst again. And He's talking about that spiritual water that we can have. And we can bring great joy and gladness in our life. Peace, wonderful peace, through Jesus Christ our Lord. I believe we'll begin this morning. We'll read a psalm that's been on my mind that quite often I think of this psalm. And I've read it many times before, but it seemed like for the last while this psalm is just Really something that stands out to me. And I want to read it again this morning. The 19th Psalm. And just 
let these things sink into our mind and see what a gracious God there is out there for us. And He has sent His Son since David understood and he wrote this psalm. He has sent his son here to fulfill the prophecy that the Messiah would come. And that now that that comfort can be given to each and every one of us, that new spirit, that now we can have eternal life. It's starting at the first verse, 19th Psalms. The heaven declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard, and this is seen all over the world. His handiwork, the firmament, the things there in the heavens are seen all over the world every day. The handiwork of God that we can see what a magnificent being that this is and how he has created the universe and all the things that are in. And there is a heaven, there is a place that we will all be able to go to that he has created. Their line is going out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. And that sun there, it illuminates the whole world everywhere and it brings life here upon the earth. And Jesus Christ came here to the earth, the Son of God, to bring life here upon the earth, spiritual life to the earth. And His light is shining for all of those that want to be able to see it Throughout the whole world today, His going forth is from the end of heaven and His circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. There is nothing hid from the earth, from the sun. And there is nothing hid from God. And there is nothing that is hid from His Son, Jesus Christ, here upon the earth. The law of the Lord is perfect. And these verses here, these next few verses, are the things that I just want in my mind, and I want us to all to understand and keep this first and foremost. Listen carefully to what he has to say. He says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. Now these things, David understood that in that day. We ought to understand it way more than David could and understand what the law of the Lord is in our day, is the Son of God. The gospel of Jesus Christ, that is the law of the Lord in our day. And it will make you perfect. Have that perfect spirit within you. That is the Spirit of God. There is no wickedness. There is no unholiness in it. It is the Spirit of God. And it is a perfect Spirit that He gives to you. Now will we use those things to His honor and to His glory. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. Converting that soul from eternal hell to eternal life. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple, the truths of the Lord, the truths of Jesus Christ today. What did Pilate look upon him when, he, when the Lord was talking to him about the truth? And he says, what is truth? And we need to know that that is the testimony of the Lord in our day. The gospel of Jesus Christ. And it makes wise the simple.
It has all the way along, the Word of God has made wise the simple. Those who were, did not understand the laws of God or anything at all pertaining to righteousness, that Word of God, His law, His testimony, the Word of Jesus Christ will make you spiritually wise today, will give you wisdom that we all need and we all must have. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoice in the heart, His law, His, uh, His commandments, His statutes, His laws. The way He wants us to live is right, it says. There's nothing wrong with it. And it rejoices the heart of the righteous when they see and that they know that He is there and that He will give us the, these, the things that we're just talking about, the knowledge and the understanding. And He will say that He will write these things in our mind and in our heart. That's what He has promised. That Jesus Christ would do. That new spirit would do that with us. The statutes of the Lord. The law of the Lord. I will write in your mind and in your heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure. Enlightening the eyes. Do we all understand those few verses right there? I want to just go back and read through them again because there is so much there that if we will just all understand that portion that we come out here today to hear, it will be of great benefit. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Do you see what that all that is will just bring us closer and closer to the Lord and we will be able to walk with Him when we know these things in our heart and know that it is a realty in us. The fear of the Lord is clean. Enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. That we will stand before God and His Son Jesus Christ. The judgments of the Lord, the judgments of God are true and righteous altogether. Now when we stop and we think that we are going, you and I, everyone, listen to what I'm about to say. That you and I, every one of us, is going to stand before God and His Son. And His judgments are true and righteous. It will not be that how you feel about what you have done, but it will be about what God knows how you have lived your life and whether or not you have accepted His Son, Jesus Christ. That's how you will stand before Him. And he says, if you do not do, if you, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. If you don't fear Him, and then flee to Him for relief from that damnation to hell, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether, friends. They're true. They are righteous. And it is His will that you be saved. What are you waiting for? Why will you not relinquish your will 
and follow Jesus Christ. And everything that we do, putting it into His hands. Listen again what David understood here. Before Christ ever came, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. He understood how he must follow Him. Follow God and His commandments in that day. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous. And he understood that he would stand before God that would judge him with righteousness. I understand that today, that I will stand before Him. But I also understand that He is a loving God, that He is a merciful God. So much so He sent His Son here, so much so that I have asked for Him to be my Savior. And each and every one of us need to ask that. Each and every one of us then need to repent of our sins and accept Him. And he says that if you ask, I will give to you. Now let's live in accordance with it. And let's remember that his words are true and righteous. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Think about that. What are we desiring? Look around throughout the world today. What does mankind desire and what are we desiring? Are we desiring the things of God in our life? Are we desiring the things that we just talked about here? Being converted? The commandments of the Lord? Converting our soul? Are we truly desiring these things? Are we desiring the things of the world? He says that these things that he's just talked about, having that within us, he says they are to be desired more than the things of this world. He just uses the things of gold and fine gold and honey. Sweet, He says this is sweeter than honey to your soul. The honey is sweet to the body and it enjoys that type thing. The things that we've just talked about, he says, that is sweet to the soul. And we should be desiring that. He says, moreover by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them there is great reward. Do we want to be warned? Do we want to be warned of the way that we live our life if we have gotten off the path? Do we want to be warned of those things? He says His laws, they will warn us to stay away from that kind of life. They will warn us. We just read last week about things there of how that people were warned and how that they needed to be able to live their life. Here, we can understand that he's saying, now by the statutes, by the law, by all of these things, the Lord warns His people so that they will stay on that straight and narrow path that leads to life eternal. And what does He just say? He says they warn them, and then He goes right on into it and quotes basically what I just said. And in keeping in them, there is great reward. And in keeping in them, there is life eternal is what I will add to that. I will say it. <clears throat> in keeping of them, and walking with Jesus Christ, there is life eternal. And that's what I want every one of us to know and understand today. 
that there is life eternal to all of those that seek Him. Who can understand His errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. God understands our errors. Jesus Christ understands our errors. Now he says now, this is what David was begging. Cleanse thou me from secret faults. And that is what should be on our mind each day. What was it that that Job was praying and Job was doing sacrifices for his for his children even, that they may have done something that was wrong. And here David, cleanse thou me from secret faults. We need to be begging the same thing in our day. To cleanse us from our faults, from all of us. Show us what they are, Lord, whatever it might be, that we might be cleansed from these things. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Keep us from sin. That is what that Spirit there will do. That is that perfect Spirit of God, and it will keep you from sin if you will just allow it to work within you. Keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins, from all sins, from whatever it might be, from sins that are hidden. Let them not have dominion over me. That should also be our prayer daily. Lord, protect me from Satan. Fill me with your knowledge, your spiritual wisdom and knowledge that I might be able to use that power that comes with that perfect spirit that you will give to all that ask. That power then that will have dominion over Satan. That then sin will not have dominion over us. Then shall I be upright. And that is what we all will be able to accomplish. That we will be upright in the sight of God when we are able to receive that new birth. Able to receive that spirit, that comforter. Then we will be looked upon as upright. A son of God. He has accepted you. He has accepted your prayers. And He has now come into your heart. He has given you that earnest of the Spirit. Now what are we going to do with it? Are we going to use it to let it grow? Are we going to use it to be stronger in His Spirit? Let the words of my grace, and I want to finish reading that, uh, that last part, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. You know what that means? We all came here condemned because of that great transgression that took place there in the beginning of time. We were condemned to hell. But he says now, if I will do these things, and I will ask, and I know, and I keep these things, and I have a desire for the, for the Lord to be within my heart. I have a desire for Jesus Christ to overcome all things in me. I have a desire to trust Him. And I shall be innocent from the great transgression. When you have that new birth then. That new birth will give you power over that. Will take that great transition away, transgression away from you. That great sin is removed and all of your sins removed when we accept Jesus Christ and we have that new birth.
It is such a wonderful story. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now, who, what did he say there? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Is that our prayer each day? Is that what we are looking at? Are we careful with our thoughts? Are we careful with our words? Are we allowing Him to protect that mind with that new spirit? Are we allowing Him To give us the words to say. And then he goes on. To tell you how that that can happen. Oh Lord. My strength. And my redeemer. That is how the words of your mouth. And the meditation of your heart. Can be acceptable in the sight of the Lord. And that is the only way. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now what are we searching for today, friends? The words that we have read, the things that we have talked about here in the first little bit of this service here today, should bring great joy and peace to our minds. And if it doesn't, if it condemns your heart, just flee to Him. And ask, repent for the remission of your sins. Remember what He said there. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The word of Jesus Christ is perfect. Converting the soul. Do you understand that? Have you had that conversion? That is a serious question for each and every one of us here today. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is true, sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Friends, there will be no excuse for any of us. And when I look and I see that David could understand these things thousands of years ago. And I see that today that we have such a greater opportunity because Jesus Christ came here to to the earth for us. That all these things would be put into our mind and our heart. And that Spirit is available to us to lead us. 
Think about what will take place. I was talking about recently if the if the angels that sinned were cast into hell. Do you think that we will be able to get by by not understanding? By just saying that I live a moral life and I'll get by and I don't have to believe. I don't have to follow these, these commandments. I don't have to live in accordance with the way that God would have me to live. I don't have to accept Jesus Christ and let Him direct my life. He says if the angels were condemned, fell, were condemned to hell, how much more do you think that He will? Because He has given, He's offered to you and me salvation through Jesus Christ. He has offered that. And if we turn it down, we will be cast into hell. But if we accept it, we have that beautiful and that wonderful city that we, have, we will be able to have a place in. He says, in my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. Friends, where are we today? What are we living in? Are we living for Jesus Christ? Are we living to do the things that He would command for us to do? Are we living to try to... Entertain this body. And are we doing the things so that we might just entertain the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye? Or do we want to follow Jesus Christ? Do we have that love for Him because what He did for us? I was reading recently and just thinking about what he went through there. And I know we, that season of the year that we talked about in the very beginning of the service there. And all that took place because he loved you. And because he still loves you. And because now you have that opportunity, please let's use it. Let's, so that everyone that is under the sound of my voice today will hear the word and desire Jesus Christ and God the Father and to desire His Spirit more than the things of this world. That's what He's asking out of us. To have a desire for that greater than the things of this world. We can all be a part of that. And we can all understand that we can have that eternal life. I'm reminded here and things on my mind about reading some in John. Let's turn to John. And let's read starting at that 14th chapter. I want us to be, as John says in the very beginning, let not your heart be troubled. I don't want any of us to have a troubled heart today. 
unless it will bring you to repentance. I want you to have a troubled heart if you have not received that conversion. But I want you to listen to what Jesus Christ had to say. And this was right before He was to be crucified. He was teaching and talking to His closest friends there. His disciples. And I am speaking and talking to my friends here today. I want every one of you to understand that you are my friend. And I have a love for you. And I want to preach and teach what Jesus Christ would have to be taught here today. So that each and every one of us can have eternal life. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I just talked about that. Here is the words of Jesus Christ. This is a promise. He says, I, have, I would have told you. He says, if this was not the truth. This is what he is telling. Is I want you to understand that the words that I am saying is the gospel. It is words from God. It is words from Jesus Christ. And this is words that God had given to his son to proclaim that day to his disciples there. That they could be encouraged. There was a dark time was about to happen for them. Here the one that they had been so close to, right there among them. He was there eating that last supper with them. And telling them that this is the last time. It is time for me to be put to death. This is what he and he was going over and telling them what I am about to do. But don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. We don't know what is right before any one of us. But be encouraged that you can go through whatever it might be. And we read all about how it was with Job last week. And I don't know what's right before you or right before me. But I know this. That if we'll put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ like what He's asking and telling them to do right here we will see eternal life. We will see victory. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Now I want us to all understand what he's talking about here today. Do you understand that? He says, I am going to go and I'm going to prepare that place for you. And he says, I will come again. 
and receive unto my, receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. And where is he today? He is there in paradise. He is there at the right hand of God the Father. He is there with the Father. Where do you want to be when you leave this world? Do you want to be with God the Father and Jesus Christ and all of the righteous? Or do you want to be with those in hell, with all of the the unrighteous, the evil? Where do you want to be? It is that simple, my friends. And he's saying, I am going to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself. And I believe that's the last day that he will come again. And he will receive all of his then. The dead in Christ will rise. Those that are alive, all will rise to meet him in the air. To ever be with him. To ever be with him. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Now, he had talked and he had told his disciples those things. Do each and every one of us here today understand where he went, why he went, and do you know how you can go there too? That is the question. Do you understand why Jesus Christ came here to the earth? Do you understand what he did? Do you understand where he has gone back to? And do you understand, do you know the way? That's the most important part. Do you know the way? Thomas didn't. Thomas had been with the Lord there for probably about three years. And he did not understand what Jesus was talking about here. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him. And this is where now I want us all to start really understanding what he's talking about. Thomas said, where are you going, Lord? How can we know the way if we don't know? Jesus saith unto him, he made it very plain and clear, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him, and have seen him. Now is that again in our life? I am the way, the truth. I am the way. Only through Jesus Christ can we enter into life eternal. His word is the truth. He is the life. He has that eternal life to give to all of it. He is life. God is life. There is no death in God. Death is in Satan. There is no death in God. Think about the righteous. When they die, they fall asleep. 
They, this body dies, but that spirit is not dead. It has life there. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now he said, I am the life. I am the way. I am the door. We all know these things. And now he says, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And I want us to all understand. Jesus Christ, faith in Him and repentance to Him. Trusting in Him will take us to the Father, to where we will know the Father. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. If we know Him, we know that the Father will send us that new Spirit through Jesus Christ. And from henceforth, you know Him. If we truly know Jesus Christ, then we will know God. Because we know the power that He has, that His weaver received. And have seen Him. We've seen the Spirit come within us. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Now, is that what we are seeking for today? Is that in each and every one of our minds today? Lord, show us the Father that we might be sufficed, that we might know Him of a true truity, and that we might understand, and we might accept Him, and be at one. Show us the Father. That we are satisfied in our heart. And that's what we need to be asking Jesus Christ today. Show us, fill us with that Spirit so that we are satisfied. That we have that life, that eternal life within us. To be satisfied, truly satisfied with that. Are you satisfied today with your spiritual condition? That's what Philip was wanting to be. Philip wanted to have satisfaction of knowing God the Father. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, Show us the Father. And I know today, if we know Jesus Christ, truly know Him, we know the Father. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. You've seen the works, he was telling Philip and all his disciples. You've seen the works, you've seen the works of God in me. Now you know that I am in the Father because of those. But he says, if you don't believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sakes, believe because you have seen the works of God there. Have you been able to see and know that today? Do you see and know that the works of God is within you? Ask yourself that question. Is the Spirit of God working within you today? Is He there? Is He overcoming Satan within you? Or are you struggling? 
Yes, we will struggle at times. There will be dark trials and temptations come upon us. But we can overcome. Be patient. Wait upon the Lord. And I will give you victory. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now I want you to think about that. What are you saying there? Verily, verily, I say unto you. He wants your attention and he's saying these things to each and every one of us today. He that believeth on me, he that believeth on Jesus Christ, the works that I do, shall he do also. The works of overcoming Satan, having power over this flesh, having power over sin. That's the works that he was doing here upon the words. And he says, he that believes on him, he that believeth on Jesus Christ and accepts him shall do those works. And greater works than these shall he do. We can have that power over sin. Because I go to my Father. Because He went to His Father there. And He is there mediating for you and for me today. He is there. And if we go to Him, He says now, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, to the Father, in the name of Jesus, that will I do. He says, I will do that for you. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. And what do we need to be asking Jesus Christ? Send me that new spirit. Give me that comforter. Forgive me my sins. Give me that new birth. And He says there, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, through the name of Jesus Christ, ask and ye shall receive. That will I do. Do you have confidence in that? Do you have confidence that He will give you that new birth if you ask Him for it? He's not a liar, friends. If you truly accept, if you truly ask Him, With repentance in your heart. He says, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. That the Father, the Word of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, be glorified in the Son by us going to Him and receiving from the Son the power of God. And that's glorifying God in Jesus Christ. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
That's a promise from Jesus Christ. He Again, he was telling his very close friends. And I want every one of us to know this today. We are a friend of Jesus Christ. You are his friend. If you love me, keep my commandments. That was the next thing he said. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me. And I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him. But you know him. For he dwelleth with you. And shall be in you. Words of Jesus Christ. Comforting words. Let His Word comfort you. Let these things be greater and desire greater than the worldly things is what He's telling us. And think about what He's saying that we should have great desire for this, friends. To know this. If you ask anything in My name, I'll do it. Isn't that wonderful to think that Jesus has promised that? If you love me, keep my commandments. He's telling us now that we have something to do. we got to love Him with that undivided love. And if we do that, then we're going to want to follow Him. And He says, now if you love me, keep my commandments. Do the things that I say for you to do. Live in that way. And he says, if you do those things, he says, I will pray the Father. I will be there mediating for you. And he shall give to you another comforter. I will pray to the Father. I will ask the Father. You go to Jesus Christ and repent. You go to him and ask him for that new spirit. And he says, now I will go to the Father and ask him. I will pray the Father. That is asking the Father. And He shall give you. He didn't say He might. He said He shall give you another comforter. Isn't that wonderful to think about, friends? Follow through with that. If we do these things, He shall give you another comforter that He may abide with you Forever, He didn't say for just a short period of time. We may receive something here upon the earth while we're here and it might bring us great joy and it might bring us entertainment or whatever for a short period of time there. But what He's talking about here, listen to what He said. He said, and I will pray the Father that He can give you that comforter that you may abide, that you will abide with that a comforter will abide with you forever. And when that comforter is abiding with you, then you are abiding with Christ. He says, I will abide with you and you abide in me. And that he didn't say for just a short period of time. 
that he may abide with you forever. As long as you want it, it is there for you, and he will be there with you to overcome all things. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth in you, and shall be in you. Do you know him? Do you know my Jesus? Are you weary in heart? Are you troubled and are you weary in heart? Do you know him? He says, if you know him, for he dwelleth in you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And that's what I want us to all understand today. And again, remember the situation that he was in. Remember where he was. He was there, right there. And he was telling his people, he had just told them that he was going to be crucified. And that one of them was going to betray him. It was sad. And he was telling them all about these things. But listen what he said to him. I will not leave you comfortless. He's promised and told them what he's going to do. And now he's telling them again. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And all those that has that desire for him today. All of those that love him. He will come to you. It's a promise. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. And the world cannot see him today. They have no desire to want to see him. And as long as they have no desire or no willingness in them to put away their wickedness, he will not present himself to them. He will not show them that new spirit. But he to the righteous, because I live, you shall live also. Because Jesus Christ lived here upon the earth. And because he was resurrected back out of the grave, we shall live also. And that's the spiritual part, my friends. We shall live. And at that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And we'll all know those things. When that new birth comes, and the old man is taken away, and that new man was in us then, he says, you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that hath my... He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself unto him. These things just keep getting better and better and more and more encouraging to us. If we'll just listen. How encouraging. And listen, he says, at that day, 
Ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. When we see that we know those things. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. He that has those things written in our mind and in our hearts now. And keeps them. Letting the power of God overcome Satan. And we keep His commandments. He it is that loves me, loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And he's talking about that unconditional love now. He's talking about that love that the Father has given us, that power of His. That charity that the Father has given to us. That's the love that he's talking about now. And he says, I will love Him. I will manifest myself unto him. The Father, for those that has given, he says, I will love him also. And I will make manifest the love of the Father and, and my love to those that keep his commandments. Those that love him. Those that trust him. That's what he's talking about. Judas saith unto him, not a scarlet Lord. How's it? That thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world. I want you to look here. There were several different ones there that had questions to him. They had been all around him. They had been with him. And here, him preaching to the disciples. Teaching them. And there was Thomas and Philip. And now Judas here. Asking him They did not fully understand it. Friends, if you don't fully understand it today, do justice what they did. Go to Jesus Christ. Judas saith unto him, he said, Lord, he understood who he was. How is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him, and make our abode with him. If a man love me, he says, he will keep my words. He will live in accordance to how I have want him to live. And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him. Now here's how His Spirit, here is how the Father is made manifest unto us. How the Father is made known unto us spiritually. And we will come unto Him. The Father and the Son will come unto Him when we keep His words, we keep His law, we keep His commandments. And make our abode with Him. Come unto Him and abide with Him, with us. He says, I and the Father will come unto Him, Him that loves me, Him that keeps my sayings and my commandments. He says, I will come unto Him. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. Now listen, he gave it both examples. And he says, He that hears my word and loves me, we will abide in him. 
But he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And when we hear people, when we see people say that they live in that, with that worldly mind, they still have that carnal mind, but they say that, yes, I am a Christian, something is wrong. He says, he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. How can we say we love the Lord Jesus Christ with charity, but we still have a carnal mind and live in the lust of the flesh and the lust of the world? He says, he makes that very plain and clear to me. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which has sent me. He says, this is my Father's words. I am just teaching these things. I am preaching it to you. These are the words of God, friends. Do you understand that today? These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost... Whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. But the Comforter, which we have talked about and which he has promised to us, and he's told us, I will send to you the Comforter. Now he wants you to understand what that Comforter will do for you. He says, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, That new spirit. Whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. This is what he's talking to us all about. That comforter. When we we decide that we want it. Remember what he said, when you ask these things, he says, I will send to you that comforter. And now he's telling you about that, what that will do. What that comforter will do for us. Which is the Holy Ghost. The power of God. The Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how that I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice. Because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Listen to those comforting and encouraging words again. Peace I leave with you. What greater peace can you have to know that God has taken up His abode with you?
That God has given to you His Spirit. God has given to you power over Satan. Peace. Hope. Eternal life. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. The world giveth the people and they expect something back from them. Or they'll come and take it away. And what the world gives, it will not last. It is temporary. Whatever, everything that somebody gives you here in this world will not last. It is temporary. But the peace that Jesus Christ and God the Father is offering and will give to you is eternal. And it will never depart. It is eternal. Peace I leave you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I'm giving to you this, he says. Don't be troubled at heart. Rejoice in it. Don't be afraid of Satan. You can have power over it. Now you've got eternal life. Don't fear. You have heard how I, how I said I go and I, how I said unto you I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice. That's what I'm saying. Rejoice. Jesus Christ died on the cross. He rose again. He is there now praying for you and me to the Father. Rejoice in that. Rejoice in Him. Because I said I go to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the Prince of this world cometh, and hath nothing in me. He said... He would not talk much with them after that. After this time that he was here, right there speaking and teaching them in the last few hours that he was with them. He says, For the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. The prince of this world, Satan. Satan was coming. Satan had entered into Judas Iscariot. Isn't it a terrible and sad thing when we think about and we see how Judas had been there with Christ just as these other disciples had been with Him. But he had a love for something greater than Jesus Christ. He had a love for the things of this world. He had a love for the money. And he went and he betrayed Jesus. For just 30 pieces of silver. That soon would be gone. What good would it do for him? And he's talking about here and now. He says, I won't talk much with you. I won't have much more to say. For the prince of this world, Satan, coming. And hath nothing in me. He was telling His servants, His disciples, how they could be a part of Him. How they could be in Him and He could be in them. 
But he's talking about here, he said, the prince of this world, Satan. And I believe there you could say that Judas, because he had already said that Satan had entered into Judas, and how the Lord had told him, what thou doest, do quickly. And he got up and he left and he went. And he was now, he was coming back there to where Jesus was, bringing forth those people that was going to arrest him, those people that hated him, the people that were going to have him put to death. And they had nothing within him. Satan had nothing in Jesus. Judas had nothing in Jesus. Think about that. He had been with him. But he had nothing in Jesus. You can sit here and you can hear the Word and get up and leave and have eternal life. You can believe it and use it to your honor, to the honor and glory of Jesus Christ and God the Father. And that Spirit can be made manifest within you. Or you can come in here and you can hear the Word. You can get up and leave and Satan be within you and spend eternity in hell. Or you can spend eternity with Jesus Christ and God the Father. Because He will give to you that comforter. He's promised it. Over and over and over we've had or heard these promises today. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandments, even so I do, arise, let us go hence. Arise. But that the world may know that I love the Father. He loved the Father so much that He had full confidence that the Father would lead Him and take Him through what was about to happen. And He says there, and as the Father gave me commandment, the Father told him and has given him the commandments of how he should live and what he had done here upon the earth up to this point. He said, even so I do. He said, I have done those things. I have kept my Father's word. Arise, let us go hence. And that's what I want each and every one of us today to be thinking about. That Jesus Christ has lived here upon the earth for the Father He kept His commandments. He did all that He asked Him to do. And He went through. He overcame sin for you and for me. Even so, I do. And now what He is telling us all today is to arise spiritually. That's what I want us to all to do today. To arise above Satan. To arise above sin. And let us go hence spiritually right on to eternal life. To that mansion that He has built for us. To that new and that beautiful city that is waiting for us. Arise. Let us go forward. Spiritually.
arise. Amen to that, friends. Let's see victory. There is no reason for any of us to be a failure. All that we have read about, the commandments of God are pure, enlightening, or converting the soul. We are reading about the commandments. We are reading about what Jesus Christ, believing in Jesus Christ in our day, repenting of our sins, will convert your soul today. Keep these things in mind. Keep Jesus Christ and His law and His commandments and His Word in front of us. And be at one. Seek ye Him. All those that seek will find. He that asks, it will be opened unto Him. Put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And see victory. We'll bring this meeting to a close today. We'll sing number 85, All Alone. And there may be someone here that might would like to make that commitment public today. And you can do so by coming forward as we sing number 85, All Alone.
lot of wonderful words that we just sung also. We can tell Him all our grief. He will give us quick relief. There are days I'd like to be just all alone. There's the time to go to Christ alone. Where our heart is broken up with the bitter, woeful cup. In our blessed Lord divine, there is peace and joy sublime. When we take our sorrows to Him alone. There are days I'd like to be all alone with Jesus my Lord. And we can be with Him in victory. Let us pray. To God the Father, I ask You to be with each and every one of us today. As we go through this upcoming week, that we're able to encourage one another in Your Word. And that we're able to have these things new and old in our treasure. That we're able to pull them out, in our, out of our mind. That we're able to let these things be what we're meditating upon. Your Word, Your truths. And let the words of our mouth be acceptable to You, God. Let our deeds be acceptable to You. And we ask You to be with all those that are struggling today, all those that have had things happen to them, to comfort them, and to show us how we can help in any situation to encourage people to look to You. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to have your attention just a moment before there's something that came to my mind here. I had a man to get in touch with me yesterday. We have dealt with him many times. LaVon Hayden from Mississippi who is with the Just the Crumbs ministry. He contacted me yesterday morning. You know, Friday night there was a terrible storms throughout Mississippi. There was numerous people killed and hundreds, maybe thousands that were out homes. This tornado went for about 100 miles through there and just destroyed some towns. And he asked me if there was something, if we could help them some. Praying and with donations, he said, to help. He goes in, they were, they were going in yesterday. They go in and they set up and they feed the people there. And they feed the people that are there helping in the rescue effort and whatever. And we have helped them on numerous occasions before in several places that they have worked. And I would like to, if y'all would approve it, I would like to send them some help at this time. They feel like they're in need. If you would like to help the ministry, the Just the Crumbs 
ministry in their work in Mississippi during this time. I'd like to see your hands. Okay. I appreciate it, and I'll be in touch with him. I told him I would get see if we could get an approval for that today. So thank you, and let's keep these people in our prayers as we go through this week. You're dismissed.